from New York City, the city of ambition, aspiration, and desire, this is Populax with Fomai Sirdari. Populax is the place where we bring attention to objects of personal luxury, objects of desire, objects that have shaped our experience. Through Populax, I hope to bring to you all the fun and profound ways my guests, accomplished creatives from across ages, cultures, and professions, relate to one object of desire at a time. Most people look at objects in museum collections with curiosity, admiration, and even pride. Can you imagine how much more intense these feelings would be if it so happened that the objects showcased in the museum are the products of your family business? This is the case for Echo Design, now Echo New York, a New York-based family business founded in 1923 almost a hundred years ago and still in operation. You can find Echo Scars in the collections of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and in the pages of scholarly fashion publications. I'm very happy to begin the second season of Populax with an episode in which one of the youngest members of the family, Charlie Roberts, explains to us what makes Echo a successful company and what it takes to work in a family business. But first, Charlie is asked to present to us his object of desire. Maybe before I jump right into the object itself, I'll talk quickly about the process because when I read the prompt, I was immediately very excited, but then kind of at a loss, like I didn't know what what to select. And I was looking around the room that I was in and thinking deeply about, you know, what, what are objects that I, that I really care about that mean a lot to me that I desire. And, and what, what, what came up was this painting that I ended up selecting and, and sending an image to you of, and, and it's a painting that means a lot to me because uh, I inherited it from my grandmother who was a, a big influence for me and, and obviously someone I cared deeply about. And so the painting has both great emotional meaning to me because of, of what it represents. And that also is, is quite a beautiful painting. It's a painting done by Kathy Jacobson, who is an American uh, folk artist. And it depicts sort of like an old time, old city uh, street with a bunch of horse-drawn carriages um, and and bicyclists and little dogs and and people navigating this this uh, this road and then sort of a, a line of brick and sort of very consistent buildings um, that line the road that presumably have shops and and uh, and different apartments and and uh, so it feels busy but but very classic it's it feels sort of like classic americana but but there's a lot of sort of commerce to it and and 
sort of activity that it that it depicts. Yes, it's a beautiful painting. And as you said, you have this cobblestone street and uh, mm-hmm. it's very busy. You have uh, a couple of buildings that look like loft buildings, like what we have downtown in Soho, New York City on Broadway. Yep. And then you have the typical row house. And of course, already uh, on the facade of, of the buildings, you have names of companies. And that already prepares the viewer for a very busy day on a very commercial street, perhaps the main street or one of the main streets of that city, whether it is real or imaginary, doesn't matter. That's right. Um, and and two of those names are particularly special because on the right, uh, the, the building on the furthest to the right, you see uh, P.M. Cohen, which is my grandfather's name. And then you have DHR, which is my grandmother's initials on one of the carriages. So my grandmother actually knew this artist. And I guess at the time that it was done, the artist would offer to customize her work and add people's names and initials. So just to make it a little bit more special and a little more meaningful, it, it has their names actually painted in. Oh, that is beautiful. It, it truly creates an emotional connection you too are in the business. You have been uh, following the footsteps of your father and your grandmother in Echo, a very important New York family-owned business. Tell us about it. Yeah. So my my great-grandparents started Echo Scarves at the time, and uh, it's now evolved into Echo New York. And started primarily in scarves, but has grown into all sorts of different fashion accessories and and home products. And my grandmother ran the business for many years. Today, my father is the CEO, and I am uh, overseeing sales and marketing, working diligently to try to figure out how to continue the legacy and grow the business into the future. But there's something, I think particularly special about sort of the, the the scene that it depicts and 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 that her initials are included in the context of really looking up to her both as you know a, a loved family figure but also really as a professional mentor and and role model too you have been trying your talents in multiple positions within the company. In other words, you've been working (laughs) your way up. So that's extremely important because I think the specificities of running a family business is something extremely complex. Mm -hmm. And even though uh, you have a business degree from NYU Stern, you have your MBA, uh, you have all sorts of other challenges that you face uh, both in terms of commerce, but also in terms of navigating the internal structure of this organization that is, of course, a very important business. It's it's quite substantial. How many people do you employ? I think we have just around 100, maybe just under 100 employees today. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, the 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 reality of of working in and 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 running a, a family business in many ways is wonderful and and it brings a sort of meaning to 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 your work that is is unique and and that I really love 
but it can also be complicated. I mean, you, you, my, my grandfather used to joke that the only way that he could escape the business was by diving to the bottom of a pool. You know, you, you go to family dinner and, and, uh, it starts with, uh, this, this, uh, you know, dish is delicious and, and quickly turns to, uh, you know, did you call this account or, or, um, you know, what's going on with, with that production order? Is it on time? And so it, it, it's, uh, it can be, um, you know, it's a, it's, it can be a little different than, than a normal job. Yeah, it's all consuming because you're together almost 24 hours uh, a day, every day. Yes, so, and, and, and you're yeah. either more honest or less honest because the relationships, <laughs> um, you know, are, 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 are both familial and, and professional at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lot. But do you have a product category within the business that is particularly exciting for you? I, I've always loved, you know, it'll be no surprise based on the item that I've selected that I, that I care a lot about heritage and I have sort of great respect for the company's history. And, and so for me, the scarf, which is at the core of, of our heritage is, is the category that, that I always find sort of most meaningful. And that's sort of regardless of whether it's going to be the biggest volume driver, but, but I think that you know, we've been making scarves for almost a hundred years and we've got, you know, tens of thousands of scarves in our archive. And, um, and I think many customers still think of us first as a scarf company. And, and so I think that the scarf category still for me is a really meaningful part of the business. I would agree. It's a constant, uh, exactly mm-hmm. because of what you said and, and the, the heritage of the category. But what I find fascinating about it is the connection that customers have with the images painted mm-hmm. on the scarves. And, um, and here I would like you to tell us a little bit about the process, because when uh, I had spoken to you last about these you had explained to me the printing process and and all the work that goes in the creative studio creating these images. And if I remember, you have done some really exceptional collaborations with artists in the past. First of all, the process, you know, before I got into the business, even growing up, my family, I didn't really understand, you know, how how is a scarf actually made? And it's been really cool for me coming really more from a, a business background than a, than a design or a production background to learn how all of this is done. And, and very often it starts with hand-painted original art. And, and for us, that's often still the case. And so there's an artist that conceives of an image and, and paints it or paints many images and, and then works for the designer to, to come up with a layout. And that art is sent to a factory where there's another artist really, or a craftsperson who interprets that art into screens. And there's a ton of craft to that, um, understanding, you know, when, when is the ink or the dye gonna, gonna bleed more or less? How do you layer different types of colors? What are the values of the layers and how do you cut the screens just right to, um, to really capture the intention of the, of the artist and the designer that, that had originally conceived of, of the work? And then there's tons of skill that goes into actually printing the scarf. You know, if, if it's particularly humid or if, um, you know, the technician is pushing down, you know, harder than normal on, on, on his or her screen there, 
you're going to end up with, with a scarf that doesn't look quite right. So it gets handed off many times along the way. And there's a lot of skill that goes into it really at every single stage. And at least for us, you know, the vast majority of the time we end up with, with what hopefully is a really beautiful, high quality work of art that, that uh, people can enjoy and, and wear and, and hopefully treasure for, for years to come. We forgot actually to mention that this is a silk product, right? A hundred percent silk. Most of the, well, a lot of our scarves are 100% silk. At this point, we make scarves in all sorts of different qualities, but mm-hmm. but the the core of the heritage is is 100% silk. Yes, right. There is some sort of creative direction, and and that probably comes from the artist who works in the studio in house in the company. Mm-hmm. But how do you keep up with trends? Uh, do trends actually get into that? creative process or do you try to keep that core product having its own narrative and its own evolution how do you reconcile the two the fashion that is constantly changing mm-hmm. but also the heritage and tradition that comes out of echo yeah it's a difficult balance you have to be modern and relevant for the moment and that requires i think a pretty healthy understanding of trends whether that's color trend or or you know the hand of the of of art that's that's you know feeling modern and 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 of the moment you you can't look you can look vintage in a cool way but you can't look old and stuffy so you got to understand what's going on with the trends but at no point can you sacrifice the integrity of a design in order to deliver on that trend so i i think of um i like to compare it to at least for me, I think of, you know, being in, in grade school and learning about E.E. E. Cummings, who, um, of course, is the poet who doesn't, you know, often didn't capitalize any letters. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we all thought, oh, brilliant. We'll just stop using capitals and we'll <laughs> great poets. And, you know, to, to make these designs, and I can say this and, and brag a little bit about our team, because obviously they don't let me come anywhere close to, to, to doing any of this because I'm not, I don't have the talent to make this happen, but you really need to know. There's a lot that you need to know, you know, around, around the history of these production techniques around, you know, the nuance of how, of how it's all actually done and made and, and bringing that understanding and mixing it with, with what's happening right now is when the magic happens, you know, and, and our, and our best products that, that best stand the test of time that sell the best and that tend to sort of pop up again and again in, you know, when customers tell us stories about, about the products that they care most about, it's those styles that, that really merge that, that, that capture something that's happening today, but link it back to sort of a timeless beauty that that won't ever go out of fashion i suppose you you're coming close to a definition of luxury i'll put you on the spot and oh, no. uh, <laughs> i wonder how would you define luxury i feel inclined to mention that i did take your luxury class in, in business <laughs> school and i don't remember what grade i got but uh hopefully this won't ding it i think luxury I would define as, I think it 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 links very closely with desirability, mm-hmm. um, and sort of the pinnacle of desirability for for whatever 
for whatever category it's sitting in. And you can, we can kind of, you can tell me if that's a good definition or not, but I think, you know, we, we could unpack what, what desirability means or what goes into something being desirable. But I think something that's really luxurious, first and foremost, you long for it, you know, and, 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 and when you have it, you treasure it. And when you don't have it, you're, you're seeking it and you, Mm -hmm. and you, and you, you know, dream of, of it. Yeah, I like that very much, actually. And in fact, the way you articulated it, it also connects desirability to other factors outside the object itself, because you spoke of quality and all these uh, uh, tangible elements that the product has. And it links it back to this constant drive we all have to achieve or to arrive at some better place, whatever that place is, right? Mm -hmm, So in mm -hmm. effect, that luxurious object becomes the vehicle through Mm -hmm. which we achieve that dream. That's why we treasure it when we have it. We seek it when we don't have it. Going back to your painting, Mm -hmm. I I was actually, I was... (laughs) really impressed with the choice and and I want to take the emotional side of it out of the equation because of course it's something coming from a family member and therefore it's 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 truly cherished etc but for me it shows your own dynamism in approaching this commercial life to which you have dedicated yourself mm-hmm. through the family company and through the functions that you're in charge of within the company. And and it is also what the spirit of of the American uh, market, of the American life is. So I find it very inspiring to have a goal and to have a painting, for example, that represents that goal and uh, to want to, to have this basically to ensure that activity goes on for, for many years to come, right? Because this painting yeah. is so active, I can almost hear the uh, sound of the carriages, the horse-drawn carriages and yeah. the footsteps of the people on the sidewalk. But despite the, and, and, and one of the things I particularly love it because it's not only busy, but it feels extremely collegial too. Like, like there's people tipping their caps and... Um, and so, and so while there's this great sort of hustle and bustle going on, there's a, a warmth to it that I, that I, that I love. And I think there's this, this balance to all of that, that I think is important to the painting. Yeah. And happiness, even I see it as yeah, a very happy yeah. image, uh, happiness being when everyone is happily mm-hmm, active mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. or going somewhere. And, and, uh, I, and I, I find it extremely um, aspirational. So what is in store for Echo in the future? We're just coming out of, or maybe are we coming out? We don't know yet, right? Of, of COVID and all the consequences of the pandemic. How are you taking the company forward? Yeah, hopefully COVID is, is wrapping up and coming to an end. We're all crossing our fingers. So there's a couple different aspects of the business. So we're, we have, in addition to our own brand, we also license and, and have a private label business. So we're very focused on, on driving that business forward and, and 
and looking for, for a whole host of growth opportunities there. And on the brand side, we're doubling down on, on what we most believe in. And, and for us, that means great quality. It is, it is our intention to, to build products that stand the test of time, both physically because they're, they're uh, of great quality and, and, and well-made, but also because they land on, on that sort of magic moment that I described where, where the, the sort of trend meets the, the classic. Um, and so it's something that you see and, 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 and fall in love with on the spot because it's beautiful and feels modern, but also is a style that, that you can, you know, you can wear for a long time and, and ideally, you know, pass down to a, to a, a loved one or a child or a, a friend and celebrating that story of, of cherished items that are really meaningful to people is, is uh, a core part of what we're hoping to do in the future. There's, you know, so often we talk to, to customers who say, you know, you know, Oh, you work, you work at echo. Like I I'll never forget the, the first grown up product that I got was an echo scarf and I wore it to, you know, my, my first job interview and it gave me the confidence to be able to go in and, and, and speak confidently. And, you know, we hear those kinds of things all the time. And, and, and that's ultimately, I think the, the most meaningful aspect of the job is, is helping people live their lives meaningfully. And, and, and if we can, if we can, you know, help people do that and help people find joy in that, then, then I think we'll all feel pretty satisfied. Absolutely. And, and express their identity. Yep express their creativity right because once you choose a pattern a, a picture it means that you really are invested in this design creatively as a yep. customer yes and and i think that is very important because that brings the whole formula together from inception of the design and the first seeds of the idea that starts in house all the way to manufacturing the product and then bringing it back to New York City or to wherever it is sold, actually. Uh, you're a, a quite substantial company with American presence or global presence as well? Global presence. Um, global yeah. presence, yeah. Yep. So uh, that means a lot of customers <laughs> and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of happy and busy people going about their business uh, wearing an echo scarf. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the, the weight is on you, Charlie, no pressure here. <laughs> well, luckily, great team, uh, uh, you know, working with me and, and supporting me and, and both my parents, my aunt, my brother are all in the business. So yes. uh, luckily, I'm not in this alone, but yeah, definitely want to perpetuate the legacy and, and build upon it and, um, you know, and, and hope to, to be doing this for many more years. Exactly. So I think that actually the painting that you chose perfectly encapsulates the trajectory of, of your family's life and your life. And uh, I really want to thank you for stopping by at Populax today and telling us um, what's happening in-house at Echo and all the wonderful things that you manufacture through the company. Of course. Thank you so, so much for having me. 
from New York City, the city of ambition, aspiration, and desire, this is Populax with Fomai Sardari. Populax is the place where we bring attention to objects of personal luxury, objects of desire, objects that have shaped our experience. Populax is a series of stories of desire recounted around one object at a time.